Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Hayley Appleby-Burt. Hayley, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm extremely excited, as you can tell by the big smile on my face. (laughs) Well, well, we don't just get Hayley, we get Hayley plus bump, don't we, today? I know, that's it. Eight eight months pregnant, literally got four, under four weeks to go till baby number two joins us. It could be any moment. Let's hope it's not on the the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I do have some skills, but not over Zoom. (laughs) That could be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So why don't we just sort of crack on and talk about what it is you're doing right now? So, well, it's all a bit mental, really. So back in October, I started a business called Orange Lamb. So put it into context, I've always been a career person. And then in 2017, I had my first child, Louis. And I, at the time, we had lots of things going on, which I'm sure I'll come into later. But it made sense that I became more of the stay-at-home parent and James kind of went out to work. And I loved it. I really did. I really enjoyed it. But I just always knew I wanted something more. About two years in, I was like, you know what? I just need to feel like I have a purpose and a connection. So I started writing a family blog called Family Unfiltered, unpreachy, non-teachy parenting blog, just sharing just stories and things about experiences. Some of them are funny, some of them might be those days where you just feel like you just want to cry. And sometimes it's just like health, helpful tips, you know, like when I travel to Australia, how to do long haul flying. Anyway, I started that and people started reading it and I was like, this, this is pretty cool. Um, But given my background in kind of creating businesses, I suddenly felt like I was trying to monetize it and how it could be like more of a business. And I realized it was the wrong thing to do. And then Orange Lamb was formed because I decided to build a website for Family Unfiltered. People started saying, oh, I love your website. Who did that? Oh, actually, it was me. Ah, here we go. So in October, I set up Orange Lamb and just started doing kind of website building for entrepreneurs, small businesses. And then coronavirus hit and it has just gone through the roof. So my husband, James Burt, he was on furlough and he's, the money just went. And then everyone around me is talking about universal credit and all of this kind of stuff. My previous career and businesses and self-employment meant that I wasn't entitled to anything. So we were like, come on, let's just do this. Let's roll our sleeves up and, um, and go for it. So yeah, so at the minute, I'm currently running Orange Land, which is now a limited company. And I am inundated with work. So eight months pregnant, yes, every day I'm like, wow, people come to me. I'm doing all sorts of things from logo designs, lead magnets, website building, brochures, as well as helping my husband who's launched his own business during lockdown, um, which is an ultimate podcast agency. So it is all pretty full on, all of that, as well as being a mother, looking after my three-year-old who, um, well, in lockdown, bless him, he's done pretty well, but obviously he's not been to nursery. So we've had to sort 
had to just really adapt our lifestyle, you know, to be there for him and his needs. And then, of course, yeah, eight months pregnant with a with second baby boy on the way. So lots going on. That's amazing. So tell me, what is orange lamb? Why orange lamb? Okay, so this is great. So orange lamb. So my whole career, I'm sure we're going to go back into it. I've always kind of had indirectly related to branding. And so orange lamb, as I said, I've always kind of built websites and logos and things like that now don't get me wrong I'm not a trained I wouldn't call myself like this high-tech graphic designer I'm just very good at creating design getting into people's brain knowing what they need and just bringing it to life so when I started going down that road I was like okay so what what can I call it you know do you go for something that's like says what it is or something that's a bit wacky so when Louis was born his middle names were Arthur Michael, after my granddad and James's dad. So his initials spelt Lamb. So we used to call him Louis Lamb. So the funny story was, Orange Lamb was actually registered about, oh gosh, four, five years ago um, when I was looking at setting this up. And then for whatever reason, baby came along, we didn't do it. And so it's kind of gone full circle. But yeah, the idea was that Lamb was representation of Louis and the orange, because if you saw an orange lamb in a green field, it would stand out. So it's about helping people stand out in their fields. So yeah, orange lamb. I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so with the family unfiltered, is that something that you're still doing now? Yeah, still doing it. I mean, admittedly, when I started, I was like, right, I need to. I had really good engagement and I was trying to put things out regularly. But as you know, life sometimes takes a turn and other things become a priority. And at the minute, obviously, with Orange Lamb and the fact that, you know, we need to provide for our families, simple as that, that is my priority. But like just yesterday, something funny happened with Louis talking about private parts, um, <laughs> which is a funny conversation of what do you teach your children to call private parts, which we won't go into now. But anyway, I was like, this is so funny. And I quickly put a blog out there. So it's still there. I still do it. I just, I started it to give myself purpose and just that feeling of having a voice because going down a slightly different road, but I don't know if you felt it, but when I became a mum, don't get me wrong, it's like the most amazing thing. And I'm so grateful because I know it's not, you know, a gift that's given to everybody. But I also had days where I just felt completely lost and so alone and probably the most emotional I've ever felt in my whole entire life. I have friends around me, I have family and but I, yet I still felt this kind of like emptiness. So when I started Family Unfiltered, it just gave me this purpose and I could write about things that I was dealing with every day. And it just became like this natural flow. And then as I started writing and people started reading it and it's like, oh, that's really helpful. Or, you know, like I wrote one about having a birthing plan, the no plan birthing plan, because, you know, things can happen and in the last minute and just be flexible. And I had a friend at the time, she was pregnant and she was like, this is amazing. You know, thank you so much. It's helped. So it was just so great to just feel like, oh, I've got this voice. And I'm putting it out there and people are reading it and I can visually see it. So, yeah, I still do it, but I'm now conscious that obviously it's not my main priority, but it's I look at it like a hobby. So it's my hobby. It's my, do you know what, when I have 
just at this moment where I pick up my notepad on my phone and I just sit and write and then I, I'm like I put it online and I'm like great I've published that everything I put out is more like a it's a story or it has a purpose do you see what I mean so I'm going to keep it because I love it um, but I very much see it more like yeah like a hobby like a release of just when you just want to escapism talk about my life as a mum so what was life before Louis Lamb? So life before Louis was very different. So I was never one of those people that always dreamed about, you know, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have kids. But I guess subconsciously, I always knew I would. I've always been a career person. I've always been driven to go to work, to earn money. I love it. I love working. I love the creative side. I love having your brain thinking about something. So when Louis come along, that was actually a really hard thing to give it all up because I was so used to just, like I say, being that person who just was a go-getter. Like in my family, I was kind of the first one um, who broke the mould and sort of did different things. So I went on to college to do performing arts and after getting a first job in London, as you all do, you know that job that it's not really what you want to do, but you just kind of you want to go and earn a living when I got to 16 my mum was like right that's it you need to go and earn your own money now you know no more shopping trips with me you you need to go and do it so you know you get the Saturday job and that saw me through college and then I got my first job in London working in a pharmaceutical magazine company it was so boring but the people were great you know but it was really boring and it was from then I was kind of in performing so I did like Oh, all sorts of things like pantomimes looking back. I was in like a girl band, you know, all these silly things that you look back. Anyway, I was hating my job and none of the auditions were really going anywhere. And at the time, there was an advertisement for Thomas Cook. And who sadly are no more, which is really weird. Um, But they were looking for holiday entertainers. And so I applied and three weeks later... That was it, 19, I got on a plane and I went and worked in Spain. And I did that for like five years. But what it was, it just kind of like, no one else had done that. I hadn't even traveled abroad. My first time on an airplane was when I was 16. My mum and dad never traveled abroad. And all of a sudden I'm working in Mallorca and I'm living on my own, I'm independent, I'm earning money. It was just like, no one else had really done it. No one else had really traveled. And I just, that's kind of where this career girl, not necessarily a nickname in my family, but that's kind of where it came from because, you know, a lot of people went out to work as a rep, for example. And you've seen the stories, you know, like it's all about going out and drinking and all this. But for me, it really wasn't like that. I worked in a family hotel. I did singing and dancing, which I loved. We worked really, really hard. But I then trained myself up. So by year three, I was a head entertainer. So I ran my own team. By year four, when I was in um, Cyprus, I was running a whole resort. So I had like... 50 odd people under me and teams of kids world reps and this and I just constantly just worked my way up but never really understanding that I was doing it if that makes sense it was just like a natural thing for me just to keep going and people would be like oh you're really good at that yeah you know why don't why don't you consider being like a like a manager or why don't you you know be a supervisor now oh yeah okay 
and it just happened like that and then I'd come back in the winter and it'd be like would you want to help with the auditions okay fantastic you know all these opportunities just used to come to me which is easy to think oh it just falls on your lap but obviously I must have just been that kind of person that had that natural drive in me to just want more and it's funny because like I was um when I was kind of looking into the whole what is my why and I was looking back and I thought this is again so when you're a holiday rep you don't earn a lot of money um but when I was kind of like more of the manager I think I was earning about £800 a month which obviously isn't a lot but back then you got your accommodation your food and all this for a season so it's kind of like April to say end of October I, I came home with like £4,000 that I'd saved which is like no one else does that do you know what I mean I don't even know how but I remember that winter it kind of it bought myself time it bought myself a whole winter where I didn't have to think about work, I didn't have to go and temp if I didn't want to, I traveled to Cuba, I took my mum out, I remember taking my mum out shopping and buying her a pair of jeans and just feeling like this is amazing because I've earned this money and I felt good because I was doing something nice for her and I think that like little scenario is that what my why is, it's like a feeling of well if I do well or if I earn this you can go and buy nice things or you can treat the person that you love or you can go on a great holiday and you can create those memories and have those experiences. And I think that's what my why is. It's about, I look over there and I don't mean this in a nasty way at all because I have a lot of people in my family that rely heavily on benefits, you know, single parents or, you know, just in the system. And you can't get out of it. And it's like, I look at that and I think that is just everything I don't want because it's, it is so hard. Life's hard enough sometimes. And then I see that. So I think subconsciously there's that layer of people around me that I'm, I'm, and I'm not talking about them in a negative way. So I love them all dearly, but it's like, I don't want that struggle. And then I had people in my family, like I had a cousin who sadly passed away when he was in his 30s and he was like a go-getter of life like everyone loved my cousin Danny he had the gift of the gap he could do any job he just walked in but he also he was so intelligent he trained all the time like educated himself but would go and work in a bar just because it was fun do you know what I mean he was like that he traveled the world and he was just such an inspiration. And I remember when I worked abroad, he was so proud. He was like, oh, I think it's great what you're doing. And I remember like, oh, that makes me feel really, really good. And again, it's like looking at someone and going, he just makes the most of life. I want a bit of that. I want that rather than the struggle and the survival mode. And I think it's that kind of, it's like that feeling that grows inside you that just kind of propels you forward. And I think that's where, like, career-wise, I've always gone on that journey. And do you think that when you took a break to have Louis, it was all of all of that that you were almost grieving for, the loss of? 100%. So, obviously, talking about Thomas Cook, that was when I was, like, 19 to, like, 25. And, obviously, after that, career went in all sorts of different directions. But, yeah, definitely. So, you're used to waking up every day, 
okay, I'm with James, but you kind of think about yourself, you've got your own things going on. Um, you know, just before Louis, I was actually in property at the time. We had our own property management company, which ended up being a ladder that I did not want to climb. But what it did give us is networking events. We hosted networking events. We did training seminars. I was, you know, like teaching people on property strategies and all of that. You just around lots of different people, friends, acquaintances, you know, you're in that, you're in that field as well. You know, you just meet so many different people from walks of life. Your life feels very full, very, very, very full. And then all of a sudden, as I say, you're a mum, which is the, which is utterly amazing, but that's all gone. And what's your life become, <laughs> what life becomes about is, oh, what colour stool did Louis have today? He's <laughs> nappy. Oh, what mixed vegetables did he, did we mash up today? Um, which sounds silly, but it does, you know. Uh, and at the time when we had Louis, so we were working in property. So I realised I'm kind of jumping around a bit, but this is just to give you a bit of context of when Louis came into the world. So we had a property management company where we were doing a strategy called Rent to Rent. So basically looking after houses for share for sharers, professional sharers. So we had that across South East London. Then we were doing, like I say, our own networking events. And we started working with a training academy and we were helping them with the, I did branding for them, like logos and websites, but we were helping them with their courses. So organizing the actual calls, training the courses. And they asked us to almost like, step in and take that part of the business over literally that was probably about two weeks before louis was born that they said we want you and james to basically take it and run with it which was really really flattering don't get me wrong anyway fast forward two weeks louis born bit of a traumatic labor we end up in special care for seven days and your whole world just like when i say fall apart don't get me wrong I never, I always knew Louis would be okay. Do you know what I mean? Like there was other little ones in there that were like really sick and he had like an issue with his blood sugar. We, I kind of, it was never ever like a feeling that it wasn't going to be okay, but it's very emotional. You know, when you've had a child anyway, your emotions are everywhere. And so we're stuck in hospital. James is coming and going. He's having to go out to do like property viewings at night time. He's getting in. He, he was doing like the marketing side for this training academy. So even when he's at the hospital, he'd have to go downstairs and do work. It was like, it was mental. So we've got our baby in special care and James was still running around trying to take care of everything. And I remember having a phone call from one of the people I was working with. And I went into the little waiting room. I took the phone call. I don't know why I did it, but I took the phone call. And... He was like, hey, how are you? You know, hope, hope it's all all right. And then just started blah, 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 straight into work mode, okay? Asking me about, had I booked this venue? Now, on, at that particular time, we hadn't even really agreed, yes, that we were going to take it forward. You see what I mean? It was all, it was in that kind of transitional phase. And I'm stood there. And I'm like, it was almost like an out-of-body experience. I'm like, is this for real? I'm stood next door to a special care unit where my child was like really like not well. And you're asking me if I've booked a venue, like go and check it out yourself. You know what I mean? But I'm too polite to say that. So I was just like, you know, oh, okay. Um, 
sort of gave him, I don't, I can't think it was like we were waiting for them to come back, but it was something that he could have easily dealt with. But it just in that moment, it just made me go, this is not what I want. This is not what I want at all. And it was like me and James just hit this like brick wall. Like it was almost like being slapped in the face. And then to make it worse at the time, they were all falling out, the two main people in the company. So then there was discrepancies over paying us. So we had all this going on. So we're trying to sort of like keep things running, dealing with our child in special care. And we don't even know if we're going to get paid for it. It was just such a like, it was just such a horrible time. After seven days, we were allowed home with Louis. And I just remember me and James just looking at each other going, do you know what? We're out. And we told that company, do you know what? We just, it's just not for us. I think me and James are very similar in that we're good people. And I think sometimes when people do that to you as well, do you know what I mean? Like not paying you and you've done all this work, you just start thinking, well, that's a really, that's a really naff thing to do to someone. But I don't regret it because it made us reassess everything. Do you know what I mean? And then at the time, so we gave that up. And that's when, when Louis came along, we said, well, come on, let's just go full in on the property management company and just focus on that solely rather than doing all the marketing for this other academy. And that's what we did. But as I say, we quickly, <laughs> quickly realised that that wasn't a ladder we wanted to go up anyway. But yeah, so in the early days, I remember day two after bringing Louis home, when we when we'd said that we didn't want to take on this work with this academy, but we still had some weird branding stuff going in. And I think that's when the whole original Orange Lamb idea came around. So actually it was three years ago. And um, we were still doing bits and pieces with them. And day two, my friend Jamie, who lived like two doors away, came in for a cup of tea. And I said, oh, I don't suppose you could stay for a bit. I've just got to build a website. I sat there. He ended up staying for like four hours, just like being there with me and Louis whilst I built this website. I mean, when I look back, I think that's, I don't know if that's, is that, is that entrepreneurship or is that just stupidness? I think probably stupidness, to be honest. And I look back and I'm laughing and I'm like, and then obviously we still had the property company. So James would do more of the out and about, you know, like doing the tenant viewings. We hadn't really got it to a point where we outsourced much. We did it a lot ourselves. So if, you know, a room needed cleaning or something like this, not we had cleaners, but if it was like changeover, like James would go there. And I became more of the kind of just doing the admin. So like all the tenant documents and the legal side, and then obviously running the website, all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of manageable. And luckily I've, got my mum and dad live up the road so it became like they would help out maybe once a week my cousin my my niece sorry not my cousin my niece Olivia she was at university in Greenwich and had Mondays off so she used to come round and look after Louie on a Monday and I'd sit on my dining room table doing work so it was it was actually weird because on one hand I've got this bundle of joy but looking back, I didn't really get to enjoy it because we had all this pressure of work. And I think the pressure was actually looking back because we just gen genuinely hated what we were doing. Like, I don't feel like this time round, I'm laughing because we were like, right, second time round, that's it. We'll be so much more relaxed and we'll just be able to sit there and we'll all just like look at baby and, you know, just be, you know, completely different. And then obviously coronavirus hit. 
we've launched two limited companies and we've we're literally so busy but I wouldn't change it because it's amazing I'm not going to moan about it it's, it's incredible but it just makes you laugh because you know are we going to be sitting there going yeah we can just twiddle our thumbs I'll be like right here's a Here's a sleep. I'm just going to jump on and do like a quick logo for someone. But no, but the difference being that it's exactly where we're meant to be and the businesses we're now working on. And I know I keep talking about James as well, because a lot of the stuff we're doing is kind of connected. But for the first time in my life, I feel like, do you know what? I don't mind climbing this mountain now and starting again because I know it's the right mountain to climb and I know that sounds like a bit of a silly analogy but I have honestly between me and James we have started so many kind of businesses we've had Amazon sales we used to sell a baby bath mat on Amazon that did really well but again just wasn't really our thing just all sorts of you know James has had his hand in coaching academies maybe just not been aligned with the right people and now it's like wow it's taken maybe coronavirus I look back and go do you know what coronavirus is what launched our career and I know that we're in the right place so yeah motherhood was hard when it happened and then obviously with the property because we decided that we hated it basically James started looking into new ventures that were taking off that's when I decided you know what it makes more sense for me to step back let James go off and have his kind of his moment so to speak and I'll take the step back which was a decision we both came to but that's when that kind of that feeling of that emptiness crept in the kind of feeling of not having a purpose which is weird isn't it because you're a mother which is a huge purpose but just it's important to have something for yourself as well. No I absolutely agree I mean I I was there for, and I spent 12 plus 14 years thinking what I should be doing myself mm. so I, I totally understand what what you're going through I, I just in, in admiration because I just had baby brain those early <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's why I'm kind of thinking oh does that happen I'm very lucky in pregnancy that I actually don't touch wood I don't suffer that much illness like I don't I've never had morning sickness I mean don't get me wrong I get like tired and things like that but yeah I think I need to um prepare myself that you know when the baby comes all that kind of emotion the baby brain all that's going to kick in I have been telling my clients no <laughs> they know um so they're all like pretty understanding I'm just trying to get as much done as I can before that happens like I said I keep saying I'm not going to take on any more work and then I get like someone contact me you, you can't turn down work can you it's so hard it's so hard but when it's in your flow it's easy so it's not difficult yeah. it's not it's not like somebody asking you to do the impossible and climb the wrong ladder anymore that's what I love as well because it's creative it's like it's it sounds like corny but sometimes it doesn't feel like work so I'm sitting there and I'm just like because it's visual it's like really just yeah it's just so nice to do it's cathartic it's like a passion do you know what I mean um so I'm and also even since the last kind of few months, I've really found more of my niche of who my ideal client is as well, which, you know, in business is so important. And actually that's really helped me because I'm a people pleaser. 
And if I can't do what someone's asked me to do, I take it really like personally on myself. Um, but now I realise like who my target market is and actually like my USP. So I love working with kind of the entrepreneurs, the influencers, the small businesses where they don't just want a logo and then I'll never see them again. They want, I don't know, maybe the website, but the lead magnets, the PDFs, the things that are ongoing, the graphics. And I'm finding that I'm getting to work with people, I can almost like be part of their team, but on the outside, I can get into their brain. And I think because I've been around lots of different businesses and brands, you know, and that kind of motivational side of, you know, like people and that kind of world, I know what kind of people want and they just don't, they don't people don't want to wait four months for a website or, you know, sometimes people need things moved moved fast. So I'm that kind of really good gap between like those big agencies and, you know, yeah, people that maybe don't take it too seriously. So I can just come in, I'm good at what I do. I use really good platforms that are really user-friendly. I can turn work around pretty quickly. I get into their brain, I bring it to life. Not only that, I am actually a qualified coach, which I don't really talk about very often, but because I've got that and also because of my background working with like big brands obviously haven't spoken about it yet but I used to work a lot with um, a big brand in the psychic field actually um, who had like book tours and all sorts of things tv shows but that all that kind of past um, experience I can really help people I, I mean when people come to me and they say this is this is the idea I've got this is my target market and then this is the logo I want and it's like completely not the right thing I could go okay that's cool that's what you want let's go with it but I can't <laughs> I just can't do it so I try and talk to them give them advice and if that's what they want to go with great but it's a it builds a really good rapport with my client because they know that I'm not just someone who's just gonna like do you know what I mean like they tell me what they want I go and do it which don't be wrong, some clients want that. They want to, you, they say, this is what I'm looking for. And you go, great. But what I mean is it's nice to be able to like be involved and give them advice and help them. And that's what I'm finding with Orange Lamb that I'm almost like helping nurture people's brands. So it's not just about, yeah, I'll just create you a logo and then I'll never see you again. I don't really care. It's like, actually, right, let's really think about it. Who's your target market? Well, let's put like a style guide together. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's going to work for you moving forward? And then all of a sudden, this like brand comes alive and it's like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And for me, it's given me that kind of passion because I feel like I've helped someone a bit more than just like, do you know what I mean? Just designing something on a paper and then off you go, which I love the design process, but I love just working with people as well, just feeling like I'm helping which has been nice. And you can see it because it's just sort of filling the space with all the energy. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, like with James's Ultimate Podcast Agency and training, because I started doing the branding for that, obviously. But even seeing that all come to life, it's like, wow, you know, it all just looks like really good. Um, so yeah, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, I'm really, really enjoying this career path that I'm on now. I love it. I'm loving it. And do you feel that all the things that you've done in the past are all finally making sense? Oh, 100%, 100%. So I have learned so many lessons. 
So as I said, Thomas Kirk was my, you know, whereas most people would have just gone away for five years and got drunk. I worked my way up. I had, don't get me wrong, I had the best time. It was, but also amazing life experience. We dealt with so many challenging, you know, situations back then that you, like no 19, 20 year old should, you know, like just things that happen on holiday. We've had, it's awful, you know, like, incidents in the pool where a family member dies on holiday and you're there looking after the family you're 19 years old you know so like that side of it the life experience then coming back not knowing what I was going to do I kind of came back James's dad was very unwell at the time he came back and went singing in a boy band funnily enough and um I just couldn't find work I just didn't know what to do um and that was really really tough because I loved my work with Thomas Cook so again I could have gone and signed on nothing wrong with that at all but I didn't I went and worked with my mum who was a cook in a school and I became effectively a dinner lady just for three months just to bring in the money again it goes back to that kind of work ethic and then I landed a job in a theatre promoters in London and I got hired as a PA and my boss <laughs> I'm not going to sound bad because it's true. He he was Jewish and he came from a culture that was very male orientated. Like the men ruled the office and the girls made the tea. And it sounds awful, but that's kind of what it was like. But I came in and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm no girly girl. So just, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I had a bit of banter and all that. And before I knew it, again, I went from you know, starting as a PA, I then became one of the head bookers who booking tours for shows all around the UK. I then decided, you know what, we need a bit more PR in here because we don't really do it. At the time, we took on a lady called Sally Morgan, who's a psychic, who was really big in her field because she was, she just changed the game completely, very down to earth, whether you're into psychics or not, just as an act. She was incredible. She had a Sky Living hit TV show, sell out books, number one bestsellers. Um, she was this real bubbly, vivacious person. So she came in and I was like, right, we need to do more PR. So I started just doing PR. And I started, yeah, like getting um, articles in national papers, regional papers, adverts on radio. Um, and then I was like doing marketing. So I almost became a bit of like, yeah, like Sally's PR person. And then a little while later, there was some discrepancy between her and my boss at the time and she decided she was going to leave and she asked me to basically leave and go and set up with her and set up her own company so that was incredible so I'd have been about 29 and that's what I did so I took on basically running this multi-million pound empire and I started working from her kitchen table and it was just I look back and I'm like it was it was absolutely incredible because I had to, yeah, build it all from scratch. Although she had it there, it's not that easy just to take something from here and just run over there with it. You know, like we were doing 200 odd shows a year around the UK. All the contracts had to come over. Uh, we had legal things going on. But anyway, I did it. I bought in a, I bought in another booker. We had a PA. We had a guy that helped with accounts. And before I knew it, I was launching websites, setting up merchandise, creating merchandise. And we were going to Australia on tour. We were doing more book launches. It was just mega. But you know, the biggest, biggest lesson of all 
So I worked there for, oh gosh, I'm really bad with my dates, but a good five, six years. And I was like, this is me set. This is my career for life. I love it. But the weird thing was, is that I was her manager, but she was my employer, which really doesn't work. And it was quite a family orientated business. And I don't know if you've ever worked in a family business, but it can be quite difficult when you don't always agree. And that happened quite a lot. And that's what led to me leaving because a situation where we were just on the cusp of a new TV deal. And then something happened in the media linked to her husband and everything just went out the window. And I remember sitting there going, I have just spent six years literally building this person's career. I mean, I'm talking, I was, I'd be away with my mum. I took my mum away for the weekend in Bristol when this all kicked off in the press. And my poor mum was so understanding because I was literally on the phone to lawyers and people the whole weekend. I gave them so much. She, I don't get me wrong, I loved it, but I gave them so much. And as quickly as that, everything that I'd been building went away. And it was like, that's when you've got to be careful. That's when you think, right, you've got to think about number one. And the day I handed in my notice, was the easiest thing I ever did and I like I say I thought I'd be there forever so number one lesson there is yeah just be careful that things can someone can pull the rug away I mean that can happen in life with anything look at us in coronavirus you know people that have massive businesses who like you think were like I don't know multi-millionaires suddenly you've got to you know get rid of 400 staff or whatever it's almost like everyone's gone back to a level playing field but the other biggest thing is that my whole life, I've been, as I've said, like through Thomas Cook, I've just kind of worked my way up. I don't really know why. I'm not particularly like academic, you know, I did all right. I did well at school, but I wasn't the brightest or anything like that. But I've just, like I say, always just wanted to achieve more. But also what happened was along the way, I become a jack of all trades. Don't know if you know anyone like that. So I dabbled in a bit of PR, a bit of marketing. I was good at booking. Do you know what I mean? I love a bit of admin. Oh, and I'm a bit creative. And before you know it, when I was working at Sally's, I just had my hand in so many things. Um, I even did like their accounts, I think, at one point, like putting the accounts together to send to the accounts and filing. But it'd be like running like, yeah, like seminars. Like They'd come in and say, I've got this idea. So you'd have to try and put that idea to fruition while still doing all your other stuff. So I was just doing everything. When I when I handed him a notice, she got her daughter in to replace me. And I remember doing a handover, this manual. And I remember like, I guess you kind of think they're not going to cope without me. They're just not, you know, I'm indispensable. Anyway, I started, I started going through this manual and it was like, I remember saying to James, 70%, I reckon, 70% of what I did I could have just outsourced. I could have given to different people around the office or used people that gave me more time to focus on what was actually, actually going to drive the business forward. Another massive lesson that I learned, don't try and be a jack of all trades. If you can outsource, you know, if you can leverage other people's skill set, it is so important in Business, like I'm talking about business now, but it is so important. And I remember going, that is so funny that literally 70% of my work was just admin that I could have just outsourced. And I should have been focused solely on driving the career forward. So like 
holding a bunch of balloons. I should have just been the person holding the balloons, not trying to be all of the balloons. And I think that, so that lesson, the lesson of like, you know, things can just change. You've got to kind of be adaptable and flexible. Um, you know, experiences where with the property business, you know, if you look at it, the turnover was incredible. I mean, thousands and thousands and like, I think we had like sort of like £17,000 a month turnover, which, all right, it's not a massive business, but like when it's just you and your husband running it as a kind of lifestyle business, that was great. But actually, we ran it as a lifestyle business. We didn't run it like a proper business. Yeah, we had accounts and yeah, you know, eventually I did employ someone to come and do a bit of work, but we didn't run it seriously like a business because when we actually looked into it and what we were earning, it really wasn't that good for two people's like living and salary. So we were putting in so much work for minimal return. So then when I took a step back so that James could go and launch his career, which he built a really successful coaching academy brand, it went the other way. So he completely learned about valuing your time for money. Okay. But then it almost went the other way. We're earning so much money but not building the, the right foundation. So then that was another lesson. So now it's almost like everything we've ever done. And we had this exact same conversation last week. It's like every career we've ever done has brought us to this point, to the point of like, you set up your company account, you set up your zero or your accounting software straight away, like little things like that, just get it done straight away. So everything's all do you know what I mean? Going all through a system. We've sat and we've processed things. Me and James have never processed anything in our life. Do you know what I mean? Like we try and like have systems. We have email templates. We've, we've just gone like completely just taken everything we've ever learned, every lesson, and we've gone for it while still injecting that need to just go for it, earn the money as well. Do you know what I mean? Don't procrastinate. Um, yeah, put your best foot forward and also outsource. So we knew, especially with our um, podcast agency, you know, how, how many hours do you have in a day? How much time could you spend producing a podcast, for example? Maybe we said 20, 20 a month. But then if you bring in people that you can train to do that production, well, then you can take on more and more. Yes, it might mean that your bottom line, you may be making a little bit less, but in the long term, you're going to make more money. And it's all that kind of value and lessons that we've kind of now put together. And that's why I say, you know, I feel like I am starting at the bottom of a mountain. But this time I'm just happy because I know it's the right one. And I think that's so many lessons there, you know, and any time you've been in, you know, not just business, it, it applies to relationships. Every failure is a lesson, you know, everything that goes wrong, there's something good to come from it. And that sounds corny cool, and some people may hate that, but it is actually really, really true. Really, really true. Well, there we go. That's that's Haley's <laughs> life in a, in, a, oh, gosh. in an hour. <laughs> oh, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, it's great. But I think it's really important to, for people to see that you can build the right business from your own kitchen table definitely yeah I mean I sat there yesterday and I said I turned to James and I said James do you know we are so lucky that given everything that's going on in the world is that all we need is our laptop and that we're able to do this because 
obviously it's really good that we can work number one obviously but also it's that you can build this massive life and this career like you say from your dining room it's like sometimes you don't have to overthink everything you know just go for it and just and just make it happen like for us like you say we we've got another baby coming along the fact that we can both just bed down in the house and launch these businesses is just fantastic so I feel very very grateful for that but don't underestimate all of those years and all of the hard work that has got you to that point yeah that's another thing I'm very I'm not very good at always taking that step back and going oh wow I did that because I'm just so in it do you know what I mean like I just just have this like that's like when we were talking about what is your why it's hard to say but it's just this feeling that I get up every day and I just go for it but that can also sometimes be a negative when you don't take that step back and reflect and see what you're achieving and I think yeah I think I'm very easy to think oh well anyone would do this I guess they wouldn't do you know what I mean I guess they wouldn't some people would have maybe just freaked out who knows we were just like come on let's just try and earn our own money um, get through coronavirus and then it's all happened and like I say all the experiences we've been through the times where we've worked ridiculous hours the times when Louis was young and I'm building a website while my friend's having a cup of tea for four hours all those little moments they're all part of what got us here Absolutely. Uh, and it's a really important message to sort of pass on to people that when you know what you really want to do, to go for it, just to yeah. follow that passion. Definitely. I think passion is just, it, it, is, it is everything. And if, if you're not, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, it just, it's just a struggle. It's just a struggle. And, you know, I had, I, mean, I love my dad dearly, but he worked in a job his whole life that I wouldn't say he was passionate about you know he was good at it it was in computer software um but he he never just seemed really that happy do you know what I mean and I was like I'm, I just, I'm not willing to do that I'm not willing to do that and I think maybe that's a reflection of things that I saw growing up do you know what I mean like my mum was like the opposite she'd go and get a job I mean when we were little she was you know full-time mum but as we got older and went to school and stuff she got a job but if she was in a career, like she was a cook, she worked for like schools and all different things. But if she was treated badly and it got too much, she'd just be like, do you know what? I'm I'm not even taking this anymore. I'm out of here. And that always used to make me laugh because like finding that balance. But yeah, like don't, life, life's too short to be unhappy and to be in, you know, work and business. It's a massive part of our life, isn't it, really? And I think if you really aren't enjoying it and you're not passionate, it's just going to make you miserable. I think you've just got to have a balance. I mean, we are living in a bit of a world where everyone suddenly wants to get out of a day job and set up a, you know, their own business and become an entrepreneur, which is great. But as you and I know, that also comes with its own challenges. It's not, it's not always easy, is it? You know, setting up your own business and doing it yourself. Um, so I think it is about having that balance. But yeah, ultimately, I think if you find something that you are passionate about, that you can get up and do every day, I think you're very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. And if people want to get hold of you, Hayley, to get out of their brains, the things that they need to, you can bring into life, how would they get hold of you? 
Okay, so well, you can find me on Facebook, obviously. Um, I'm under Hayley Appleby Burt. If you wanted to check out my business, Orange Lamb, you can find me at orangelamb.co.uk. And also, if you want a bit of fun, maybe you're a parent, maybe you're not. Well, I have literally all sorts of people read it, but if you want to read my blog, you can go to familyunfiltered.co and all my stories that I've ever written are all on there, which is, um, yeah, there's there's some funny times. There's some funny, funny stories, some good memories. And for those who would like to maybe create their new podcast, what would they need to do? So they could find us on Facebook and Instagram under the Ultimate Podcast Group. Um, And also we do have a a website, ultimatepodcast.training for the training academy. And we're soon to launch the Ultimate Podcast Agency website. So um, that will be ultimatepodcastgroup.com. Fantastic. Well, by the time everyone listens to it, it's probably already there. It will be there, hopefully. Yeah. They're all all in the show notes below in your on your phone or wherever you're listening to this, it'll all be in the show notes. So excellent. Hayley, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your why and your your what and your how and your who. I know it's been a journey, hasn't it? Who knew? Um, I think I might have found it now. (laughs) Found my why. (laughs) Tell me um, one final message, please, for the audience. One final message as we're sat here, obviously, as this airs, we might be out of coronavirus, but I think it's just about, I've realised this has got nothing to do with necessary career or anything, but these past few months have just really shown me that because we haven't been able to go out and we haven't been able to like socialise or go to the shops or go out for dinner, do you know what? I've become so content. I've really drilled down on me as a person and you know, my immediate family and just kind of really seeing what it is that's important to me in life, which I guess links into the why. And out of like everything, obviously I wish I'd see like my, I love my family and friends, don't get me wrong, but it's more of that kind of that feeling of that experience, those memories, the holidays, that kind of thing. Like that's, that's the one thing that I'm like really missing. And I've realized, you know, actually we've got it so so good I'm so lucky for the people that are in my life for what I get to do you know where I live and I think it's that it's just during this weird strange time just take that time to sit back and reflect and just think okay where am I where am I at with my life and just do one thing just do one thing to make a little improvement if you're unhappy or like I say whether it's a start a new hobby or just just do something for yourself like I did when I was a mum feeling all alone and crying to myself and I decided to set up my blog and it made me feel great so just that just reflect let's all have a time of reflection and just evaluate life and make changes for the better thank you for listening to the focus on why podcast I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com.
Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. 